Jesus, Josh, you look like shit. That's messed up. I mean, thanks. I, I, I appreciate it. Well, dude, you know I'm honest with you at the minimum. <laughs> right? You know? Hey, you buddy, look... how you doing? You look like shit. I'm glad. Yeah. No, I'm not glad you look like shit, bro. <laughs> I think it's horrible. You look like you haven't slept in a fucking week, man. Sleep has been off and on. I'm just I glad gonna... I was able to eat today. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, from, you know, so first and first of all, for everybody listening, Josh right now is pulling a fucking Michael Jordan doing the flu game right now. He's <laughs> uh, he's sick as shit and he's still on here doing the podcast, recapping uh, what we're going to go over today, which is our top moments of the season. Um, we started off talking about this and we said like our top three moments. I think me and Karina both came up with about seven. <laughs> so uh, with that Each. means, of course, bro, come on. We're overachievers. Um, I understood and, the assignment. Yeah, you did. We didn't. Um, so no, what we're going to do. I underachieved. Josh is you like, overachieved. no. We're good. All right, guys. Well, hey, thanks for joining us again. It's myself, Ricky Hayes, my wife, Karina Hayes, the one, the only, Josh Michael Jordan fucking Chambers out here playing with the fucking flu and still on the <laughs> podcast. Going to recap the top three moments for each of us this season and uh, maybe some other moments that we thought of along the way. But uh, we want to thank you guys so much for joining us once again. And uh, let's go ahead and dive right on into this. First and foremost, I'm, uh, I'm kind of glad the season's over. It went on for almost six months. It was a significant portion of my life in 2021. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's nice to uh, realize that Wednesdays are free for a little bit. So it helped us get through a rough year. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that it went on forever. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's fair, too. It's just it's so weird because then like, you know, even even at the reunion and they're talking about certain things or when I was looking back through moments trying to, you know, uh, solidify my top three for this podcast right here. It's like I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot you were even on this season or like I thought that happened last season. Like that was Spies, Lies and I, because it was the first episode literally aired on what, like August 11th, I think it was. Yeah. And like. We just finished, we just had the reunion last week. And like, it's just, it's just absolutely wild. Absolutely. And you know what, before we go any further, um, we're recording this obviously a couple of days before it comes out. Uh, I think it'd be pretty messed up if I didn't mention that uh, today's, you know, obviously January 1st and earlier this week, I think it was on Tuesday, we lost John Madden, uh, who was one of my heroes growing up you know, watching football, playing Madden. I mean, the man really kind of taught me everything I knew about football up to a certain point uh, in my young adult or young childhood. And then obviously uh, losing Betty White yesterday on New Year's Eve. It's amazing to see how much she transcended every fandom because there wasn't a group, whether it was a challenge group that I saw a football group that I was in a dad's group. It doesn't NASCAR, matter. It doesn't matter. Everybody was groups. saying something about Betty white. And yeah. I think that just speaks to the impact she had across so every many, platform. So many generations too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's my it's, Facebook timeline was 
covered with people going back and just watching the proposal of all movies that she's yeah. been in. Yeah. It was the proposal. <laughs> I'm watching this. I'm, I'm like, it's yeah. Everybody was going back and watching it. Yeah, I mean, Betty White marathons were happening here at the house. Yeah, we sat uh, around with, and watched Golden Girls today. Yeah, Golden Girls. Um, everything I've been seeing on social media is like different outtakes. Her hosting SNL, I think it was about 10 years ago, <laughs> um, when there was that huge Facebook petition, and that's how they got her on there. So, uh, you know, we just wanted to take a few moments to to mention them. And, you know, we know how big of a loss it is to some people that, that they've uh, left us in 2021. Um, but with that being said, new year, 2022, this one's going to be, I think a top notch year. So let's get right into it. Uh, who wants to jump in with their, uh, number three moment of the season? I'll start it off. You want to go first. What's your number three moment? Let's hear it. Well, this is going to come as a surprise to anybody listening, but my number three moment is the elimination where we have Huey facing off against Corey. It was oh, Huey yeah. and was it Amber, right? Yes, that yeah, was Huey, Amber, and Amber, and Corey, and, and uh, Michelle. Michelle, yeah, God. So, and the whole time, all we hear is Huey bad mouthing Corey the entire time. Yeah, and I just couldn't stop laughing. I, I had to sit there and watch that elimination two or three times just to get through it because I laughed each and every single time I watched it. I'm a huge <laughs> Corey fan, but that single elimination went against him because of the height difference and the partnerships. But Huey just going off and would not stop. And I'm glad that that was something that we got to ask him about in our interview with him. Um, but that moment is just, I, I, it came out of nowhere. I definitely think it was one of those situations where uh, Huey and Amber B walked into that eliminations as underdogs because we all saw how good uh, Corey and and Michelle have been on previous season. Uh, well, with Michelle and Survivor, and how Corey was in in the previous part of the game. But I think it really showed how how crazy good Amber Amber B can be in eliminations too, because her and Huey never working together. And them going in there and winning that elimination. Well, and didn't didn't they like drop the key and it was like completely out of reach? And and was it Huey that like did like the splits to like grab it or something with like his foot and pull it in or something like that? Yeah, yeah it was. And like that was so impressive. Like it was just it was cool to see them think on their feet like that and oh, and, yeah. and work together in that kind of high pressure situation. And so I understand where all that just that energy came from uh, with Huey and, you know, you just, you got to love Huey. Like he's just so much fun. And it's just one of those things where even when, when he's screaming at somebody like that, like it's just, it's entertainment and it's gold for TV and he's so much fun to watch no matter what he's doing. Had he not done anything or said anything or been as high strung as he was, that elimination would have been boring as hell. Oh yeah. It's the Mm -hmm. only reason that that elimination was any good. And you have them yelling back and forth at each other. Oh, I mean, let's let's be honest. Without Huey in those first few episodes with all those drama and the daily him puking and then kissing Ashley. I mean, the show would have been rather dull in those first few episodes. Well, at least more dull than it than a lot of people say it was, you know, Um, I like Huey. I'm here. I'm here for him. He makes good TV. I I mean, definitely back. 
Bring him back and partner him back up with Ashley for a full season where they can't change partners. Oh my Let's God. see that happen. <laughs> I'm here for that. Oh my gosh. I would love it. That would be amazing. Well, then I'm going to, I'm going to take the next one up. So this one was really tough for me, but I had to go with a funny moment in the house. Uh, it wasn't during a daily. It wasn't during an elimination. They were just at the house. I think it was right after Corey had gotten eliminated uh, by Logan and um nelson's in the backyard kind of walking this little path that's in the grass and devin and kyle are on the patio above him watching him and devin starts impersonating nelson and he starts going you know i remember when uh me and Corey used to walk down this path together <laughs> god i miss berna <laughs> you know it's kind of like a metaphor for life you know sometimes it's uphill and downhill <laughs> like i fucking died and it's just one of those moments that's tv gold and i didn't really see anyone talk about it and i just fucking died it was one of the funniest moments to me uh since uh last year in double agents when wes was like you're right i am rich you know it was like just one of the funnier moments of the season i was i'm glad i caught it and didn't miss that so that's oh, my number three Oh, that was so good. I, I loved that moment. And I mean, obviously, you know, I love pretty much anything with Devin, but I think that like, that's one of the big things that Devin brings to this show is that, you know, like he is, he gives some of the best confessionals, like give some of the funniest little moments. And like, it's just, it's just another layer to all the things that he kind of brings to the show. You know, like he's got the strategy, he's got a really solid social game. He came really prepared this season to compete physically um you know he's got a mental game he's good with puzzles you know and he's fucking funny and he brings good entertainment to the show like you know so it's like whether you you love Devin or you hate Devin like you have to admit that he is good for this show he's definitely good for this show and you know that we're fans of him oh, um, absolutely that, that moment was hilarious I mean all we needed was a bubble above Nelson's head of Corey and it then the was. secondary one, you know. I think they did just, put a bubble there. They did. They did a hard bubble because <laughs> I went back and watched it, and it was him and Corey talking, dude. I we just died. we just need to keep that up, like yeah. for the, that should be our uh, our uh, home screen picture for the for the Facebook group for a while. Right. It, it may or may not be my lock screen already. <laughs> <laughs> no he's not joking guys no i'm not i'm really not but you know what um that's one thing this season wasn't short on uh was giving us more nelson nelsonisms and uh to speak on what you guys were both saying about devin i think when we're talking about rookies we're like well are they good competitors or are they good at their social game but you look at some of these vets and uh, even with devin you know especially with devin He's funny. He's entertaining. He makes good TV. He is a good competitor. And, you know, he's great at puzzles. Like, he's so well-rounded in the game. And with everyone we've talked to, including other people, other castmates, previous castmates, they all think, you know, Devin's ready to make that next step. If he starts taking the physical training more serious, he could be a real threat long-term in the game. And I, I'm completely on board with that. Um, with that being said, I don't think this is going to be the last time any of us are talking about Nelson in this top three either. So, <laughs> or Devin. So with that being Facts. said, Karina, let's get your number three. 
All right. So my number three is um, actually kind of back towards the beginning of the season as well. But I am confident that if you watched this season, you absolutely 100% remember this moment. So there was, it was at an elimination and Fessy and Esther were the agency or whatever. This was still back when they were partners. And this was the elimination where Fessy blindsides Amber and throws her in and Josh and them start screaming. And in the midst of them fighting, we get the camera and it pans on over to fucking TJ on his cell phone scrolling. I can only assume that he was scrolling Instagram or TikTok or checking his emails or something like scrolling that. Like the gram. So fucking over this. Like he was done with their childish shit. Like, let me know when you guys when you guys are ready to, you know, do your jobs and stuff. Like, you know, I'll just scroll while I wait for you. Like, it fucking killed me. One of my favorite moments of the season, absolutely. I mean, Karina, you made a video of this. You posted it on our YouTube page. It's got over 25,000 views. People love that moment. I, I mean, it's talked about. There's so, so many comments on that video that you made of this moment, not only about Josh and Fessy, but about that TJ moment. And it's just unreal. Yeah, it's just another one of those moments that's just like pure TV gold that, you know, I don't know if TJ intentionally gave to us or if it was just one of those unintentional TJ moments, but it was gold and it's going to become a classic challenge moment, I truly feel. It was one of the, it's too much going on over there. There's no way the camera's looking at me right now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just the thought that he's scrolling the gram is so great. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's my favorite thought. Like he's just watching stories while they're yeah. fighting. <laughs> but right. all right. So here's my thing with that two things. I don't remember exactly, but I think your guys' number three is both the same elimination, just different parts of it. Because if it's the one where Fessy back or blindsides Amber, I think that's where she goes in with Huey. And that's where they take out Coriel and Michelle. Is that the same one? I think it is. I, I'm not 100% sure. I'd it have to go be, back. Actually. But that's, I find that very interesting. I'm on the flu game. I can't remember right now. Yeah. You know what? You're, you're bringing the solid flu game. I'm thinking you're going to drop 28, 7, I think 7. You're, you know what? I think you're right. Because when she went in, because the second time she got sent in, when she got sent in with Jeremiah, it was not Fessy. No, it wasn't. Right? I don't remember so, who sent her in, but it was not Fessy. Oh, we had the so same moments. So it was. Moments. We had the same oh one, Josh. Hey. Dude, stop so talking cute. to my wife when I'm not around. <laughs> hey, that only happens. No, sorry. Blue <laughs> <laughs> game or not, bro. Just saying. No. Um, that's fucking cool. I like that you guys have the same number three, just different parts of well, it. We didn't like, even realize it. That's funny, but that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, besties. I like it. Right. <laughs> Twinning. Okay. All right. Don't be jealous. Anyways, Josh, number two. So, um, as much as you all know that I'm a Corey Lay fan, both of my two <laughs> moments so far involve, involve Corey Lay. We love Corey. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it was gonna so in- pull a Corey. Josh is gonna leave. I'm sorry, Josh. It was just so intentionally funny. I love you so much, and I did Corey Lay, but that was just so intentionally funny to me, and oh I am slightly God. inebriated. I love you so much. I'm gonna turn my mic off now. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> so, this goes to his elimination, uh, where him and Michelle face off against Renan and 
Michaela, believe, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. was, wasn't that the yeah. very first elimination? It was. The very oh, yeah. first elimination where we have them back to back and you have to pull them over to the other side and off. And we just see Corey Beast out. He takes not one, not two, but all three of them and just puts them on his and slides them all off. Yeah. And then the best part about that is I didn't we didn't find out until after this um the season was almost finished being aired that there was actually three rounds of that and they only aired one. Yeah, that's an, that's so weird. Yeah, I mean so, I uh to kind of talk to that real quick, I think it makes me even more anxious to get Corey Lay back because he shows how much of a physical beast he is. Like, don't get me wrong, Michelle's good and all, but he basically pulled three people by himself for three rounds. Yeah, you know well, he doesn't well, go to the gym two times a day for nothing. No, the new sometimes, Miles Morales. Three, like, oh my god! Yeah. Don't ask Miles. me how we know that. <laughs> it's because I'm. We're not at the gym three times a day. Right. <laughs> Huge fans for Corey. No, of course. It's only fitting that we mention him. Absolutely. No, but you know what? I think that was one of the best opening eliminations that we've had in quite a few seasons to have something that physical. And it really kind of put everybody in the house on notice that, hey, some of these rookies aren't to be taken lightly. They will fuck you up. Like yeah. they got lucky. Kells got stuck in some weird puzzle pull people up and down elimination oh, that, and not was something... the, that was the one where he it was like what it was ed and emmy and they had to hang over yeah and yeah, yeah. over the it was that like was one weird of, and was... then they had to put the map of the puzzle or the i'm sorry the puzzle of the map of the world map together yep exactly yeah. so okay. okay but it was um i i can definitely see that being your number two moment and i like it um Love it. so i've been going back and forth on this one all fucking day on what my number two is going to be <laughs> and i still can't make a choice so guess what guys it's a two for one special right now here we go oh my gosh so my 2b moment and i'm going to keep it short is the uh daily right after amanda Ilf infiltrates emerald and takes tory spot and she goes to ruby and ruby and sapphire decide they're going to work together and take Emerald out in the trench game where they have to run back and forth like they've done on Free Agents and Rivals One, the one with CT and Adam. Boom Raiders. Boom Raiders, yeah. <laughs> and just to fast forward, it's the part, I think it was the last round, and Casey and Tori come down, and Casey comes around that corner too fast and just lays Tori out. And then they both get up and run and grab the ball, and they start coming back. And Casey gets around that corner again, but Tori sees her coming and they hit each other. And it's the fucking hardest hit I've seen since Rivals won. And oh God, that just that hit alone to me. Love it. Top moment of the season. One of the top moments of the season and why I can't make a decision between this and the other one. It is a good moment. Thank you. It was you. very impressive. Yeah. And then. Uh, thank you because I didn't do anything, but thank you for acknowledging it's a great moment is what I meant. Sorry. <laughs> um, and then my two a moment is the challenge above water um, where they have to run across and the other two uh, teams can throw like the balls at them and they have to grab the balls. Uh, blue balls. Uh, and <laughs> then, <God>. sorry <laughs> about that guys. I'm a Children. teenager. Um, 
they had to run across the other side, grab like a pipe or whatever, whatever spy name they used for it and had to bring it back to the other side. The impressive part to me and why this is one of my top moments and almost was my number one moment was how CT and Devin single-handedly carried both their teams. Now, when CT does it, it's super fucking impressive because he's, you know, supposedly the old man, you know, but he's 40 years old. He's in probably close to the greatest shape of his life. If it was anyone other than CT, we would say that, but we know how great of shape he was in previous seasons is the only reason I say that. Right. Um, But just the fact that he went out there and completely dominated and showed everybody else up there who are athletes up except for one person. And the one person he didn't show up is the one person everybody thought would be horrible at this. And that was Devin looking like motherfucking Steve young out there, just hopping over the fucking the steps, dodging the blue balls and scoring. It was my number two moment. So there we go. My two number twos. Well, CT just owned that. I mean, he, he used the balls in his favor in the rope and hanging on. Yeah, he really did. Oh God. He had to say he used the balls in his favor when I was taking a drink. I'm sorry. It was funny. You're, you're a child. I, I just want to say that. Okay. It's true. But yeah, no, that, that moment was absolutely uh, it's so impressive. And like you said, the fact that, that CT did what he did, it was like super impressive that he did that. And it was like, wow. Right. And then Devin gets up and it's like, bro, like, bro, come on. You're not fucking CT. Okay. Um, that's even more fucking impressive because yeah. it it was like it was less expected from someone like Devin than it would have been from someone like CT and like I feel bad saying that but that's just what it is you know and 100% and so it's like and and it just made that moment so much more impressive and it made it hit so much fucking harder for me on on Devin's side and that's me saying that is like a huge CT exactly. fan and I was super impressed with CT don't get me wrong super impressed with him but it was just so unexpected for Devin to get up there and be able to do that. And not saying like he's incapable, but just wasn't expected. And yeah, man, that was, that was amazing. That was great. It really was. And it's like both of you guys are saying, I mean, you expect Nelson, Kyle, uh, Emmanuel. I thought Kyle would kill that. Yeah. He long legs. He could just run and be, get around that super quick. How- he's lanky. How fast he's fast, how fast low uh, uh Nelson is, and how like yeah, but Nelson's clumsy, so I, I he, didn't he yeah. is clumsy, except some sometimes he's he's got sure footing sometimes, yeah, you know. So I expected he, Emmanuel to just go out there yeah. and dance his way around everything and, right. and, and make it happen. <laughs> exactly. And the fact that Devin did it, and that's why I think it really holds credence to what we were saying earlier that if he really gets his endurance up and really starts focusing more on the physical too, he could be a real, real threat in the game. He could be term. a champion. Yeah, I, I 100% stand behind that. Um, so thank you guys for letting me take extra time to give you two twos. And then <laughs> here is Karina's number two. Oh my so uh, my number two um, is, again, kind of a little bit back towards the beginning of the well maybe middle i don't know i don't know anymore it was so long sometime in the six months sometime during the season (laughs) anyway no uh this was actually a really like kind of heartfelt moment for me um i just want to kind of preface this by saying that i know that there was some shit with ashley and i'm 
you know, I'm trying to look at the moment for what it was and not for, you know, who it involved and what they may have done later in the season, but just for what this moment was. It was during Ashley and Priscilla's elimination. And uh, Priscilla had called Ashley down into elimination after getting voted in. And they had to dig up the colored tires from the sand and then put them in the colored order. The part that I loved about this elimination was that as the colors were coming through, everybody, all the vets up on the stands watching, continued to help her remember the color pattern, which was red, purple, green, red, yellow. And they just kept saying it over and over again, red, purple, green, red, yellow, red, purple, green, red, yellow. And I will never, ever, ever forget those colors now. I thought that was like one of the sweetest moments because it's like, Ashley gets a lot of shit. And it was a truly touching moment to see everybody come around and finally support Ashley on something because she's never really had that kind of support in the house before. Yeah. And so it was just a really touching um, moment, you know, as a fan, because I I am a fan of Ashley's. And so that was just a really awesome moment to see uh, and and to see her finally experience because you could tell that that it it really hit her in an emotional spot too. So it was just really nice. Right. And I I love that moment. Um, because it, it, it just, you know, that moment from the mask where he's like, you love me, you really love me. And, (laughs) you know, that's, it had that vibe. It had that feel and like, yeah, you touched on it. She never really had the support, especially of every single vet. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And to see that happen and, and her crushing it. It was, it was a really special moment for her. Yeah, it was. She killed that elimination. Like, she did really well. And honestly, she probably didn't even really need their help with the color memorization. But the fact that they were helping her and cheering for her and, you know, it was just, it was so cool. So, all right. I love this moment. And I'm an Ashley fan. I And Karina can attest to this. I've always kind of liked Ashley and rooted for her. Yeah. I've had a hard time this season because I've heard so many different things about what did or did not happen this season. And I don't know if we'll ever know the truth. And so I've kind of like withheld a lot of um, conversation about this on the podcast. I've been a little bit more vocal in groups on certain times than others. And I've probably been right a few times and I've probably been wrong a a whole bunch more. But with that being said, I, like I said, I'm a fan of Ashley and I love this moment. And I honestly believe that if she didn't get DQ'd this season, she had a very legitimate chance of winning this final. Agreed. It was uh it was the type she of she would have killed it. This was the type of season that was set up for Ashley's skill set. Because she didn't have to be loyal to one person for too long. She could play them for as long as she needed to, to move on to the next person, get to that final. Well, and even the final, it was what? It was running, Mm -hmm. swimming, and puzzles, and memorization. There's literally all things that Ashley fucking kills all the time. And you're telling me that CT doesn't want to run a final with Ashley? Oh, he would have absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, he picked fucking Ashley over Cam. Yeah in double agents i mean so that's just kind of my hot take take it for you know tell me why tell me why yeah it 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 sucks like you said we may never know the truth about what actually happened um there's you know there's always three sides to a story 
And mm-hmm. right now there's about 87 versions of two sides of those out. And I really just don't think that we will ever actually hear or see the third side of that. So like you said, we probably never will know the truth. Um, and it's really unfortunate the way everything shook down. And if what happened, you know, what is being said happened actually truly happened, then uh, I feel she absolutely deserved to go home. Um you know, but like you said, we will never know. Uh, so exactly without knowing for sure, that's why, you know, I kind of just am trying to look at these, her moments for just what those moments were, instead of looking at what's going around and how upset I may be with what she might have done. Exactly. Agreed. I think that's a good way to put it. And at the end of the day, it's MTV, Buna Murray, paramount cbs whatever the fuck their name is that conglomeration of companies yeah um it's their decision and theirs alone and you know with that being said i'm an ashley fan at heart and i do hope to see her back um you know maybe she takes a season or two off and gets a little reset and comes back but i do hope to see her in the future because i think she does add something to the show uh that no one can easily replace so um Go ahead. She even admitted, not to what was said, um, right. that her actions um, were wrong. And right. she sought help to help her in those future situations. So yeah. the fact that she acknowledged that there were, was an issue of some sort and that she went to work on that over the summer, yeah. I applaud her. Absolutely, absolutely. And and I just want to clarify like what I was saying earlier. I didn't mean like whether something happened or didn't happen. I just mean like the severity of what happened is what is, you know, so it's so variable between all the different stories right now. So it's like it's kind of hard to be like, yes, this was absolutely said, or exactly. no, this word wasn't said, or this, you know, it didn't last this long, or like whatever. There's just so many, like I said, 87 different versions of what was said and how everything shut down in that moment. And without that definitive proof, it's just hard for me to kind of throw this Ashley moment away. So Agree. Agree. So, all right, before we get to our number one, you know, a little drama building, <laughs> let's uh, let's go ahead and throw in some of our honorable mentions, because there were a lot of memorable moments from the season. I don't care what anyone says. There I know, really were. I know people are like, oh, this season sucked. Blah. I'm watching All Stars 2 now. It's like, but- bro, if you strip away like the overproduction of the spies theme, what you're really watching this season is a third of the season is Fresh Meat 3. The other third of the season is Cutthroat 2. And then you have a little bit of free agents at the end or, you yeah. know, or like a fucking double, double agent. It's like a re- yeah, it's yeah. like a replay of so, the actual season where you did a little bit, you know, and, individual and then pairs and then finished. Yeah. And, just- and I get it. People don't like this season just like they haven't liked the last two, but it's, you know, of the trilogy that producers do, they always do three seasons together. So it was total madness, double agent spies, lies and allies. The next three are going to be something completely different. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. With that being said, uh, Josh, do you have any honorable mentions you want to throw out? Um, well, I, I was we... I was going to add on to something. Go ahead. Well, yeah. When people are talking negative about the season, they they seem to forget that this season is started under COVID. You have to people complain about there's too many rookies, too many of this. All right. Well, of the vets out there that have been in the past, nobody knows what the situation was when its calls went out. I love the fact of seeing those many rookies because that's going to bring us more for the future 
that's going to give us a different yeah. environment of people to like bloodlines, you know, rivals, exes, you know, because now Fessy has five options. Uh, yeah. So it brings exactly. more to the future seasons. Well, and uh, I just, I view it as like, why, why are we going to bring on like two rookies at a time every season? Right. It's kind of like, like, like doing an interview, right? Why are you going to have like one or two people come in and interview every, every week or every month? No, you're going to like try to have as many people come as once. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have this big group of rookies who come in and just kind of filter out who's made for the show and who's not, you know? And yeah, we didn't get to know a lot of them very well, but they didn't stick out. So they're probably not going to freaking come back, you know, but then there were rookies who did stick out, even though they like Corey lay, he wasn't on the show for very long, What he was eliminated by week, week two, I think the second elimination, maybe no, the third, like third or fourth, third there. elimination. Okay. Um, so he was eliminated by week three and yet here we are, we've talked about him and not just us. I know that we're big fans. And so that definitely plays bias, into how bias. <laughs> definitely plays into how often we talk about Corey lay, but everybody's talking about Corey lay. Like I've heard about him talked about all season on all bunch of different podcasts and like the fans really liked him. Like he stood out, you know? So it's like, it's like, I don't know. I just don't get the whole fuss about there being so many rookies and like, who cares? Who cares? Some of them, you know, are going to work out and some of them aren't and that's fine. Yeah, no, agreed. And here's my thing is we've all been fans for quite a while, right? And even with the groups, every season, there's always a select few that are like, oh, this season sucks. This season sucks. I remember even seeing it in, on invasions because that's when yeah. I first started joining Facebook groups with you. Yeah. And I joined a uh, challenge, uh, challenge talk. Shout out to the new challenge talk. Um, but with that being said, I joined that during Dirty 30 and people were like, oh, Dirty 30 sucks, man. This season's horrible. Dirty 30 is like one of the best seasons in the last 10 now If it, when you talk to people. It's one of the, it's often in people's top seasons of all time. Yeah. Like it's one of the best seasons of all time, but especially as of late. So you know, in 10 seasons, you never know how people are going to look back at Spies, Lies, and Allies. They yep. might think it's trash. They might not. You know, at the moment, I thought Total Madness was good. When I've gone back and watched it since, not a big fan of it, honestly. No. But, you know, that's always, you know, how it goes. So with that being said, um, one of my honorable mentions that I kind of wanted to throw out there uh, was uh, Priscilla. Um, we actually got to interview her earlier this season. And the honorable mention for me is during the uh, deliberations before they were nominating people, and I think Priscilla had a pretty good idea that she was going in because she was one of the few rookies left. Yeah. And there weren't many options. Ashley made a comment about, hey, if you end up winning this elimination, don't take, what was it? A she vet, said, don't vet, take a vet vet partner. Don't take a vet vet partner. If you do, we're going to come after you. And Priscilla was like, I don't give a shit what you say. You ain't going to tell me what the fuck I'm going to do. And basically <laughs> started the vet war. Like she started the second half of the season for us. Uh, where we got to see, you know, Amanda go after Tori and, you know, all the parts that people actually did like about the season. So she forced their hand. Yeah, she, she really did. Begin. And you know what, for that, if it wasn't for another rookie that we're going to talk about here shortly, that had just one of the all time great seasons, uh, she'd probably be my female rookie of the year, you know, just for what she did at that point. 
So just for that one single moment, just for that moment, because she changed the whole dynamic of the show right there. So shout out to Priscilla. I agree with that, but we're going to have a longer discussion here shortly then. (laughs) Oh yeah. I like it. All right. Uh, what, what, what do you have for an honorable mention, Karina? So one of my honorable mentions um, <laughs> back, I want to say, actually, this was like episode one. It was Michelle's uh, birthday party, uh, the house through <laughs> Michelle's birthday party. And in the midst of this incredibly fun looking birthday party, we get Devin who comes out in a speedo and he starts like taking his socks off and he's like throwing them at, um, at Michelle. And he's got like the little blazer jacket on. He's like taking that off all slow, like doing a sexy dance. And then I believe he jumps in the pool too. But yes, I am here for the Devin speedos. I fucking think it's hilarious. I love that this is becoming like his little thing on the show now. And yeah, I'm, I'm here for it. I expect to see Speedos every single warm season that we have, Devin. Yeah, shout out to Lindsay because we know she's the biggest Devin fan that we know. Yep. Uh, know you're a little bit under the weather right now. Hope you start feeling better. We'll send you a Devin Speedo photo here shortly. So it's not even only his on the show thing either because he's now doing it on Instagram every once in a while. Yes, just, I just love it. Just throwing it on there. You know what? If you didn't know better, you would think Devin was from Europe with all the speedo action. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> and even like recently when he went on and interviewed on Tori and Anissa's podcast, he was talking about how he does like water aerobics at the <laughs> like the I don't know, like the YMCA or something. <laughs> and like with all the old ladies and he says he wears his speedos and that shit sent me. <laughs> that is fucking I great. can picture Devin wearing his speedo to go do like water aerobics like workouts with like all the old ladies and shit and just like pumping them up like he'd be like yeah sally you get that you move that leg you're doing great like i can totally picture that whole scenario with devin (laughs) come on beverly you really got to put your hips into these squat thrusts right he he shows up like that old saturday night landscape i am here to pump you up (laughs) yep god i can just see it that is so great so, yeah, totally here for the Devin Speedos. That's definitely one of my honorable mentions. I love it. I love it. Josh, what do you got? My my honorable mention is what put Emmy on the map, the list. Ooh, Ooh that's a good episode one. one. I love it. I mean, we we come out. We start the season. I mean, everybody's talking about this and that, but it started off great. And I don't know why people, I mean, people still talk about the season, but the list is awesome. This is where we see Emmy just kind of choose her side. And she goes and she she talks about the list saying that she's, uh, Michaela's got a hit list of who their targets are who she's going to go after, who she can trust, who she can't trust. And for Emmy to not have anybody, to not know anybody personally on the vets, and for her to go do that, she's kind of thinking outside the box. And this is how she's going to solidify herself moving forward. And it actually ended up working out for her as we see as the season goes along. And that, that conversation just blows up. And then everybody wants to talk about, well, Laurel had a list. Well, Laura also wasn't a rookie. 
when that yeah. she made that list. <laughs> I just watched that a, season with the list. Yeah, Laurel's also a goat. So yeah, like Laurel can right. walk around with her pad and her pen, and can nobody do shit about Take it? Notes right in front of you, like mm-hmm. right. Uh huh. And when she made that hit list, she won that season. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> she didn't go home episode one. Nope. So don't show your cards in the very beginning. But you know, it's a rookie mistake. Um, you don't know what to expect. But it um so that was the downfall of Michaela and the uprise of Emmy. And that's an honorable mention. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you brought that up actually, Josh, because that leads right into my next one, which is Emmy. Emmy's my honorable mention. I really wanted to give her my number one. If yeah. it wasn't for this one thing that happened, she probably would have gotten my number one as top thing this season. Yeah. Um, the fact that she went four and oh in eliminations. Uh, she made it to the finals. She won like three or four dailies too, didn't she? Because she yeah. won one with she won one with CT as a partner. Two with CT as a partner. Two with CT as just her and CT as partners. Yeah. And then they won two daily two as the team. Uh, either one or two as a so team. she's she's yeah so she's won like I three or four it, dailies. I think it's three dailies, four eliminations, a final. Made third it to place. a final, third place. Yeah, her and Devin were only ten minutes behind uh, second place. About ten minutes behind is what they said. So like that's so impressive. So and and I'm gonna highlight Emmy season with three main things, and I'm gonna make them quick. One, Mr. TJ. <laughs> two uncle ct yes and three and the final one no it's not going to be for my grandma for romania none of that the cutting board and the hot sauce alliance with the sriracha yes yeah those were my top three moments of emmy season that really stood out for me and i know they're not like you know a hall brawl or her eliminations those are just the ones that made me feel more endured to her as a character in the show and made me want to see her come back. It was just more to who she is. People also forget she's only 22. I'm oh, a yes. sleeper right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Once again, I do. I do forget. She's only 22 all the time. Yeah. She's going to 100. If they keep bringing her back, which it looks like they're going to, I mean, they're... She's going to be like an Evelyn. Remember when Evelyn started and she was like 19 years old when she, on her first season, Evelyn was? She wasn't even 20 fucking one. She was 19 years old on her first season and became a three-time fucking champion. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's... That's the kind of direction that Emmy and that's the kind of vibe Emmy gives me. You know, she she throws her fit. She cries. She's emotional. Very similar to like how Evelyn is. But yet when it comes time to it, she goes out and she competes. She just might throw a fit afterward, but she's going to compete. Um, and for the most part, she kicks fucking ass, you know, so like I, that's that's crazy. Yeah, that's so, so weird. Ready for my hot take. Get it. Boom. Really hot take. Here we ready. go. Hit me with it. Uh. One of two things is going to happen. She is either going to uh, make the conversion over to American music and start doing really well, and she won't be on the challenge any longer. Two, that might not happen, but regardless, the challenge is going to keep bringing her back, and she becomes an ultimate force to reckon with and ends up breaking Evelyn's record and wins four finals. You think so? I'm calling well, real, it. real quick. Give me we... the fucking hot sauce. I'm going to sign my name to it right now. She breaks Evelyn's record. Don't at me. Well, then hang on, though. Then real quick, real quick before we move on from this. Just what? Two weeks ago, we recapped the final with Marlon. 
Mm-hmm. And from his point of view, um, Emmy has looked so great this season because she hasn't been forced to go against anybody who's really of note, right? So are you still comfortable with that fact? Because he does have a point. And one of her eliminations, she had help. And you know what I mean? She had CT at her side through most of this season. So I'm just curious because I still think that Emmy is going to be a good player. I stand by what I said. But I'm just curious what you two think now that we're kind of throwing those facts into the equation at the moment. Look, I mean, if we're going to get really fucking serious about this, I'm talking shit. Do I really think she's going to win four? Probably fucking not. I was just trying to be funny and make a hot take. If it comes down to it, no, because look, anything can happen. She could go into a final against Tori and it's a fucking hall brawl. You know, she could come back next season and car is back and go down or against against car in a fucking pole wrestle. Yeah, she could go down next year against Ashley in a puzzle. Yeah. And that's the end of her season. And that could happen each season. Right. Over the next three or four seasons. And she doesn't win. And she tear, tears her knee up like Casey and, and never fucking wins. No. Right. Yeah. So do I think it it could happen? Yes. I see the potential there. I think if she really like went about it and started working out the way Tori does and maybe she does and we just don't see it. I know she does like jujitsu and judo. Right. Um, and she does some, you know, training. Um, but I also know she's really busy shooting music videos, recording music, you know, and everything else she does. Yeah. With that being said, I think if she put her mind to it, she could be the next great. I agree. I agree. I, I have to agree with with Marlon and and with uh, Edwin and um, Rick <laughs> and and Rick now, not Rick <laughs> two minutes ago. Um, I just had to give my Skip Bayless hot take. That's all. Oh. <laughs> that's completely false and will never happen but i just right. want to give you a skip Bayless. the dallas cow um but again she's she's, <laughs> she's she's 22 and this was her first season yes the people that she went up against in eliminations weren't top-notch athletes um she had some help even to even win one of them for sure had to have the help to win that one but she won um, she was still the only rookie in that final. Exactly. I mean, it means something. And but she does have a lot to work on because just like you just said, Rick, for your second take, she's <laughs> going to meet some top notch athletes in an elimination sooner or later. Especially and it's with gonna the go. she has now. Yeah. Yeah. Look, just, all right. Here's my counter argument. Are you ready? Oh, this is your third take. No, 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 no. Shut, okay. shut up. <laughs> Obviously, Josh what? is delusional because he's running a high temperature and he's got the flu. And we're trying to get him through this podcast. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no. So here's here's my counter argument to what you just said and to what people like Marlon, Edwin and others have said. What's the difference between Amber B and Emmy this season, this, this season and last season? Emmy this season and last the, season? Yeah. What's the difference? Emmy didn't run the last part of the final with CT. That's the only difference. If Emmy runs that last part of the final with CT, they win the final. She's, She's a, champion. a champ. Yeah. We don't, you, we don't know that. We don't know are that. You, are you telling I'd me? I'd almost put money on that, that that may not happen. If if Devin or if if Emmy and Casey switch spots, Kyle and Tori win. Mm, 
Emmy was pulling Devin up that hill. It wasn't the other way around. Like, right. And Emmy was but keeping up with Tori the whole first half. We don't know yeah. if Emmy actually remembered, memorized any of those numbers. No, so, no. so I just want to get your, I just want to kind of lock, I, I, I see your point and I see your argument, but I'm just going to lock this down. So if you switch Casey and Tori, you give Kyle Casey, you give CT Tori, you say Kyle and Casey win the final. I didn't say that. So you say CT is a bigger influence. You're saying CT couldn't get Emmy's ass up that hill that quick and remember those numbers. <sighs> That's what you're know. telling me. That's what I, you're telling me. That's what I'm hitting towards. Yes, I'm I'm leaning towards that way. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. That's all. I don't know. Yeah. I kind of got. I kind of. <laughs> I kind of have saying, to agree. We, I, no, I, I have to no, agree with you. Dude, no, I'm, like, I'm I'm not mad C, about it. C, even C, yeah. even CT was like, dude, what the fuck did you just do when Devin when Devin remembered all those twenty numbers or whatever in the final by himself? Even CT was like, dude, what the fuck did you just do? How, how did you just do? It? Like, even he was impressed. So I don't think he even thinks that he would have been able to do that. So you're you're right. That's a great fucking point. Emmy didn't have to remember shit. But right. not to say she couldn't. No, not and, to say, not to say she we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And with that we being have nothing a, to base it off of. But we do have it, something to base it off of, actually. We have the situation. Remember that daily earlier in the year or earlier in the season where they had to do jump the over the problem. wall? They had to do yeah, the, the one problem. where Anissa got and hurt. And then they had to remember the number and go back over and give it to their partner. You know who won that? And she forgot. her. She forgot her number once. But you know who still won that? Back. CT. Who won that? CT and Emmy. This is what happens when you need four takes to settle your argument. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Karina and so, fucking walk know. away. I don't Bye, know. Skip. <laughs> skip along. <laughs> I call you Skip Sayless. Obviously, the fucking NyQuil's kicking in for Josh right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's probably like what the fuck are they talking about <laughs> like, <laughs> people might not know that we fucking talk on a daily basis and fucking talk shit to <laughs> each other day. every day <laughs> yeah this is pretty much what our phone calls sound like guys so sorry yeah we just turned it into a podcast that's all yeah <laughs> so um okay next honorable mention for myself and this was literally one of the funniest fucking moments of the entire season. I don't care who you are or what you think. This was one of the funniest fucking moments of the entire season to me. On that daily challenge where they all got split into uh, teams, okay? Nelson (laughs) gets up to the top of the hill with his diamond. (laughs) And he offers it as tribute to the challenge gods. And I literally died right there. TJ's face was epic. And like, I will never, ever, 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 ever forget this part ever. Like this is just ingrained into my brain. I think about it on way more, way more often than I really fucking should seriously was one of the funniest fucking moments of the entire season for me like and only nelson would do something like that like tj's what the fuck face was to die for it was it was everything and more it literally gave me life inside like it just fed my cold dark soul like i loved it what the fuck are you doing i just won and nobody bet on me fucking nelson treating a daily like a final 
Oh my gosh, that was amazing. It was so great. Definitely, definitely one of my honor. Yeah, TJ, dude, TJ's face was like, congrats, you should get a fucking gold star. <laughs> Fuck there are you, you doing? Yeah. <laughs> you want a fucking cookie? Yeah. You know, he was thinking, that's why your ass has never won a fucking final. Right this moment there. right here. Yeah, this signifies everything. <laughs> yeah, later. <laughs> oh my God. All right, Josh, what's your next honorable mention? Okay, so these are these are two little moments because they they both happened really quick, and I'm just going to tie them together because they both involve CT. Um, he doesn't usually go around giving people props. He's not known for it. He's usually out, you know, to himself, all about himself through the season. You know, whoever he's partnered with, that's his number one person. We all know how he is, and as soon as he's not partnering with you, he washes his hands. Yep, but. He's down there. He has a nice little workout moment with Huey. And Aww. yeah, that was a good moment. That was that was a very good moment. And the other moment, he gives props to Josh. Yes. Yeah. And he's just like, it's my namesake. I have to. Um, <laughs> but he just he's like, Josh taking it serious this season. He, you know, he he compliments him working out. And he's like, he's here for it. This is a whole new season for him. He's he's turned it around. He's going to do something with it. Yeah. And that's why I like CT It's for moments like this. You don't see them often, but when they, when they do and they're sincere, it's pretty touching. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. I, I love these little moments. You know, and the thing is, is like, I think people get like game play and game friendships confused with real life stuff. Right. And I think for CT, what happens in the game on the show is what that is right and kind of like you said if you're his partner you are going to be his number one he will fucking take care of you day in and day out right uh but once that that partnership is over he kind of just washes his hands of it right he's not there for like real life friends he goes there he makes his money he goes home to his wife and his kid and his real life friends that he already has right so but I think that people mistake these moments that CT has with people similar to the ones he had with Big T last year uh, as him being like disingenuous uh, because he doesn't con necessarily continue the friendship. And I just don't see it that way. Like I see it like he is just genuinely and sincerely giving a compliment and it has nothing to do with whether they're friends or they're not friends or they're in an alliance or not in an alliance or whether he plans on working with them in the future or not. He's just in that moment giving you a compliment, which like you said, he doesn't do very often, especially on the show. And, you know, I just, I don't understand how people take these moments as insincere just because he doesn't continue a real life friendship outside of the show. Like, I don't think that it should be like something that you're like, it's like, it, it's like people expect it to be like a real life friendship outside of the show. And I just don't understand why. I think, yeah, I think it's the misunderstanding of, you know, some people, like you said, think it it goes outside of it. And CT really looks at it as like, this is his nine to five. And I've already yeah. got three good friends outside of work. Right? And I don't have room for another one kind of thing. Well, Mike, don't you have like work friends and then you have yeah. like friends, right? Like, yeah. I, I just, I, and I feel like that's kind of what it is. Like, you know, Big T is a work friend, you know, uh, Kyle's a work friend. I don't think CT calls up Kyle on the weekends and is just like, hey, buddy, what you up to? Like you guys, like you two. Like, I don't, I don't want those phone charges. 
Yeah, well, but you know you what know. I mean, you know? you know, like, I just don't see that happening. And so it's right. like, I don't know. I, I just, I think that there is a really big difference between game friendships and real life friendships, game slash work friends and real life friends. And I think that a lot of people, again, and I've said this all season, I think that a lot of people who play the game and even a lot of the fans have a really hard time separating game and real life. With that being said, how surprising was it that the only challenger that was at CT's birthday party was Josh? Yeah, the goof. Also, just to kind of touch on this, you know, and I'm glad you brought this up, Josh, because I think this was like kind of a prevailing theme through the first half of the season, which was CT and Ashley giving every fucking rookie in that house a fucking masterclass on how you play the challenge yes and i know bananas talk shit every week on his podcast about how they just let these rookies do whatever like if you fucking watch the confessionals and watch how these two vets the two champs really in the house talk to everybody else and how they handle every situation they gave everybody a master class and the people that were smart enough to open their eyes like huey like emmy, emmy Emmanuel. Emmanuel. They fucking made it further in the game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I also, sorry, really quick. I just want to jump in and I just want to uh, remind and or inform for anybody who didn't actually hear the interview with Huey, but kind of going back to what you said with CT working out with Huey in the gym, is it when we interviewed Huey, he told us that CT was actually getting him up like every day, like get your ass up out of bed. Let's go work out get up, you know, helping him eat healthier and all that kind of stuff. And so like it went beyond just that one like moment of CT helping him in the gym. And I don't know. I just, that is such a great moment. Such a great moment. Agreed. And the Josh one too. Awesome. I'm glad you brought that up, Josh. And I'm sorry. I took your, your moment about Josh. You knew it too. As soon as you fucking said it. (laughs) Oh yeah, bro. I was jumping in. on. I was waiting for Karina to stop so I can say something because I'm sorry. I kept saying you it. knew it. Rick's a dick like that. He does it to me too. He knew it. He knew where I was going. I was, I was sitting say. there. I was sitting there the whole time Karina was talking. I just kept saying over my head, CT's birthday party, CT's birthday party, because I didn't want to fucking forget. I kept, I kept thinking about it and I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to say it. I'll leave it for Josh because I know Josh is going to want to talk about the birthday party. And then here comes Rick well, dancing well. on toes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whatever. Habitual line stepper. That's my new name. Line stepper or jumper. Yeah, good point. Yeah, you're a fucking jumper. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, <laughs> no stepping when we're involved. All right. So my final honorable mention, and like it was with the Emmy one, it wasn't just one significant thing. It was just all the Nelsonisms we got through the fi- through the season. You know, Scubanelli, aka. <laughs> How about how about we just make it a really long square? I mean, make one long square. How about how about a triangle? What happens if we make a triangle? No, yeah, I mean, like two triangles. Like I'm like we said about Devin, and we say about a lot of these vets. There is a reason certain people get casted every year, and I will be fucking pissed the day they stop casting Nelson because he is TV gold. He really and is. Nelson. I doubt you listen to our podcast, and you probably will never hear this. But if you do, I know you feel bad about that final. But what you gave us as viewers is more valuable than that $500,000 you would have won because you gave us Mm -hmm. laughter. 
Okay, that was bullshit. Because five hundred K is five hundred to you. Nelson. Yeah, I am. But with that being said, it was fucking hilarious, and I would really great. be upset if Nelson never was on the show again. Because he is one of my favorite people to watch every. Week. I love him. I love. So him. that's my final honorable mention. So my uh, final honorable mention is kind of like yours. It's it's not one specific moment. It's kind of a an accumulation of different moments. So everybody knows that Tori and Amanda, well, I'm sorry, they don't hate each other. Amanda hates Tori and Tori just like kind of pretends that she doesn't exist. But I loved all of their interactions this season. We yeah. got the one where, you know, uh, they're they're going around on that thing that's kind of spinning up in the air and they got to jump and then pull the plug. They got to jump from each beam. And then when they get to the last one, they got to pull the plug. Right. And Tori is down on, on the ground with the fire hose. Amanda's up on the beams and she is just like total Scarface, just like, ah, just like going at it, just having way too much fun spraying the shit out of Amanda. And then, you know, we also get like the kind of going back to the, the boom Raiders elimination that you, or I'm sorry, the boom Raiders daily challenge that you mentioned earlier, where, uh, Tori and Amanda come at each other in the trenches and Amanda damn near flies over the wall and out of the damn trench because Tori just like and she just hip checks her like wasn't even that crazy but Amanda damn near crawls out of that thing trying to get away from Tori you know and then of course we have the absolutely fucking epic like Amanda fanny pack or cross what is the other one the the tory perch the amanda pack the amanda satchel the tory dill crossbody so great like just all of their moments this season it's like as a tory fan like i see all this crap online that amanda's talking blah 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 and it like it 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 gets irritating as a fan you know and so it's like it's nice to see that like she can talk, she can run her mouth all she wants, but like when it comes down to it, like Tori fucking just continues to just rock Amanda over and over and over again this season. And I was here for every single one of them. Well, I heard Tori's now being sponsored by Lyft. <laughs> what? Thank you. Amanda. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Should have been Amanda no, too. <laughs> Tori's the one giving the lift. Yeah, but Amanda got lifted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe Amanda should get sponsored by a fucking weed company called Lifted. <laughs> yeah. So just so. um just to mention this, um, because I it's funny to me. Um you, the first part of the the Tori Amanda part you were just talking about, that episode where they run across. Uh, if I remember right, that episode name was Mucus Plug, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> oh right. my god, Sorry. again. I just had to do it. <laughs> Oh uh, no, were you talking about Affinity Stones? Oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. <laughs> the decision to be a dick or not. Oh, All right. We had fun with our episode names this season. <laughs> this one will be good too. Josh, what you got? My 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 final honorable mention, um, because it's something we haven't really talked about. Well, we talked about it when we did the recap. Um, but the moment between Nani and Casey and that final elimination. Uh, um uh, i mean they're they're both in tears no you have it no you take it no i want you to win and, and just watching it over again because i watched it again um was it was a very touching moment i mean people want to talk crap about it all they want but you cannot take away that moment for what it was and even when the um casey's going for the win she makes sure that when she does 
fall off the edge that ninety it's nice and slow and nobody gets hurt and and it's just they're going back and forth in the talking you know you it, if you're a fan of the challenge no matter what for the challenge that it is that moment is a moment whether you like it or not it is a moment to remember it's it's a really touching moment and the only reason people talk shit is because they have a really foul impression of Nani for no reason at all, you know, in my opinion. Agreed. If if that would have been anyone else, if that would have been Rachel and Veronica 15 years ago, people would have fucking bawled their eyes out. Oh, absolutely. If it would have been a fucking, you know, team elimination where somehow Derek and DM were going against CT and someone else and CT had to eliminate DM, people would have fucking balled well, their even, eyes out. Well, even back, um, oh gosh, so, and Josh, maybe you can help me with this. I can't remember. I want to say it was uh, Fresh Meat when he was with Casey, but Wes had to go against Johanna at one point. And that was like, they set it up so that Wes had to go against Johanna when they were, during the time that they were actually together and engaged and stuff. And so like, and it, that was a really heart wrenching moment. Like that sucked, you know, but because it's Casey and Nani, people want to, you know, talk their shit and you know, whatever, like whatever. I think that says more about them than it does about Casey and Nani or about that moment in the show. Um, because I, I, I know me personally, like it would be difficult. It would be really fucking difficult to go in there against somebody that you love. You know, I mean, we've seen it with family. We saw Nani have to go in against her cousin and rivals three and Nani and, and Wes got knocked out, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's just, so we've seen this situation and it's really just, it just comes down to going against somebody that you really love and care about. And like, I don't know. I just think it's fucking heartless to like not be able to see how touching and emotional that moment was and how hard it would actually be to be in that moment and go through that right to start the season coming in together as in a new relationship wanting to complete what they started and thinking they had until that very moment it it just hit them and you could tell it was it was a hard decision to make because they really wanted to go either way and we we come to find out that you know that's probably the right decision was made but how do you make that decision in the moment no i i think i think you're 100 right that that could easily be someone's number one moment of the season because it really was you know, just really emotional and impactful. And look, if you have any level of empathy, you 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 felt bad for them having to do that. So, yeah. you know what, Josh, that was a solid honorable mention. So tip yeah. of the hat to you for bringing that one up. And that's a good way to close out our honorable mentions. <laughs> um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and jump into what to me was, this is just me personally, what the best moment of the season was. Because I know that in the fandom, there's a lot of controversy right now about which which shows better is all stars better or is the flagship show better. And it's kind of the popular thing to do right now to trash the flagship show and say all stars two is better because of the moments you're getting. And don't get me wrong, that moment with Ayana on the first episode was phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Um, and there and. I'm one of the people that I enjoy each show for what it is, right? Like it's not really a competition to me because they're two different types of shows. That's going in a whole different tangent. 
the reason I brought all that up is to me, this is probably one of the most touching moments I have seen on the challenge ever, regardless. And that was uh, talking about the same elimination that you were just talking about with your, with Nani and Casey, wherein it was uh, Nelson and Kyle and they were doing the backup off me and Kyle uh, ended up beating Nelson the first time. Nelson ended up beating him the second time. They didn't show that, but it, he, he got that, that win got taken from him because he broke a rule and they had to go again. And then Kyle won, um, which eliminated Nelson. And you could see how much Nelson had put into this season, how hard he had worked to get where he was, what he had gone through this season to get there previous seasons, throwing himself in for Corey, all kind of accumulated in this moment. And you saw him start having a mental breakdown and just kind of, you know, feeling, feeling horrible, which is understandable. I mean, I couldn't even put myself in that situation really. And then for TJ to basically ignore the fact that it was a TV show that pretend that nobody else was there and to have a one-on-one moment with Nelson telling him, hey, buddy, I know it hurts. I know how hard and how bad you're feeling right now. And it sucks. But tomorrow, you're going to wake up and it's going to suck a little bit less. And each day, it's going to suck a little bit less and a little bit less. And one day, you're going to be ready to move past it. And you're going to come back and you're going to win one of these scenes. It was just one of the most touching moments. And I, to be honest, like I'm kind of getting choked up about it because... It's the exact pep talk that if you have a son, you want to give him. You know what I mean? Yes. And and it was a moment that to me transcends reality TV. And it's just a moment between two men, you know, and giving support. And it was a beautiful thing to see. And so to me, that was my top moment of the season. I, I love it. Um, I'm sitting over here getting all teary eyed just thinking back on it because it it truly was, like you said, not even of the season, um, but it's one of the greatest moments in challenge history. And I, I get that it just happened, um, but it it truly is. It honestly, the more I thought about it, it reminded me it took me back to uh, season 13, the duel when. Anissa lost against Svetlana and this was another moment that TJ kind of broke that barrier and was giving her a little bit of a pep talk ended up giving her his jacket uh, which we learned by uh, interviewing Anissa that she still has she takes on challenges with her as a good luck all the time she intends on being buried in it like she loves this jacket (laughs) Um, so But it kind of took me back to that moment a little bit, kind of gave me those kind of vibes, except for this was just, it it just felt so much stronger and so much more powerful because of how hard we've seen Nelson work. And you can tell that TJ's seen it too. You know, Nelson has his goofy moments and stuff, but man, that kid goes in and and when when he's there to perform, he's there to perform. And he does, you know, and he's, like you said, he's a great friend. He's loyal. Uh, You know, he he makes good alliances in the house, you know, and he, he's capable of winning. It's just all these little, little things that happen, you know, and unfortunately that elimination just didn't go his way, but yeah, that, that moment was, that moment will, will 1000% go down in challenge history. Absolutely. I have nothing to say on that. That hasn't already been said, Um, you know, just, 
Ricky, you touched on it, you, you know, as a father to a son, you, you know, especially a, a sports playing son, you know, you've had that conversation. You've had it several times. It's like after any time that you lose or have a losing season, it's just like, hey, there's always next year. Go back at it. Train harder. You're going to win. And, you know, that's, that's exactly what that moment was. And we're going to remember that moment. And Nelson's never going to forget that moment. Nelson will never forget that moment. And he's going to use that to propel him. Yeah, I would. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if Nelson comes back and wins next season. You know, obviously, we don't know anything about it yet. Hasn't even, you know, we know that calls have gone out, but it hasn't even been casted. Nelson's going to win. Filming has been pushed back on it a little bit, but... I just have this feeling that within the next few seasons, Nelson is going to be a challenge champion. And that's what I mean when I said Nelson's going to win. Not necessarily yeah. Nelson's going to win season 38, but before it's all said and done, Nelson is going to have a win under his belt. Absolutely. I firmly believe that. Yeah. He has a he has a strong possibility of winning the next season or two, especially yeah. if, you know, the certain people that have already come out and said that they're not going to be on next season yeah. because they have other things going on. Right. That mm-hmm. opens the door mm-hmm. for people like Nelson to bring home that victory next season. And 100%. I, I think, it, I think it's a good possibility. There's the odds are forever in his favor. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. 100%. So, all right. So guys, that was my number one moment of the season. Josh, what was your number one moment of the season this year? We've already touched on my number one moment of the season, um, but it's so nice. We'll talk about it twice. I love it. Uh, <laughs> so it involves Devin. It involves Emmy. It involves the final. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that last leg of the final is, is hard in itself. You're running, and then you get to the end of the run, and then you have to climb. A mountain and at the top of the mountain there's 20 freaking numbers not 10 not yeah. any in, not in any different order no 20 we have 20 oh my gosh and then you have to climb back down the mountain run back and then put those 20 numbers in order right so we see we see other teams do it with each member putting in their half but Devin walks up to it and goes open no help needed he had it now we come to find out later what his key was what he had to deal with we talked about it in the interview with him um that he had dyslexia growing up he used to read books and chapters the night before and remember them just so he wouldn't have to struggle to read it in front of the class the next day. So knowing that he had to do that from day one, growing up in elementary school, middle school, and being able to do that, he tells us, or not us, because we, we didn't talk to him, in, you know, way before the final. But we find out in the interview that he separated it into four separate dates. Yep. And to be able to do that and memorize it in order that way, it's freaking amazing. That's genius type level shit. It really is. It really is. It was such an impressive moment, such an impressive moment. And again, you know, whether you like or you don't like Devin, 
that was fucking impressive and that's all i really have to say about that like no you're you're 100 right i mean look do i think i could remember a 20 digit number yeah if you gave me 20 minutes to sit there and study it and think of like a song to put it in you know what i mean sure but to be under the pressure with with a million dollars on the line on top of the fact that this is the very last part of a two-day final. You can't breathe because you just ran up a hill and then climbed this rock because there's yeah. no way to the top of the rock. You have to climb, like, scale the side of the damn rock. It's like, so you're out of breath. And You're hot. Yeah, and to kind of throw back to what Josh said earlier, you know, you don't hear CT do it often. And when CT gives someone props, it's a big deal. And the fact that he goes... Wow, that was impressive. TJ too. TJ too. Like it, it speaks to how fucking amazing that is to do that under that kind of pressure. Yeah. And you know what, dude? I totally get that being a number one. And if yeah. I'm glad we talked beforehand because one of us, no matter what, was going to have that as a number one. <laughs> right now. So when it's all said and done, and how impressive that is, the best you're ever going to get from me is 11 and you know because that's like a phone number with the area code you know with the, the one in front of it and right. that's it yeah. that's the best you're going to get for me and that's my phone number from like high school that's the only one i still remember by heart <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my I can, own <laughs> I, I could do 16 because i can remember a credit card number yeah i can do a credit okay. card you know, and so I, 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 it makes me think I could probably do 20 because you could do like a credit card and a date. You know what I mean? But again, but, it, that's still, but even then I enter, you, my, have, to, you have to add, add in the pressure. Exactly. The, the circumstances, like I said, you're out in the heat. You've been running for two fucking days. You have barely eaten. You've barely slept. Like, I don't care what people say about the sleeping situation for that final. Those people did not sleep that great. Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, and, and that's on top of the fact that I'm talking about, I can memorize my credit card that I've looked at 400 fucking times over the last two years. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not like I'm looking at it for five minutes. I'm like, all right, let's go. Got it. Like fucking rain man status. Like, it, it, so exactly. I, dude, I love that. That's your number one. And um, you know what? So that brings us to. Uh, our final number one in Karina. Um, I have a, a good assumption on on what this may be, just on knowing your fandom level. Um, but why don't you tell the people what they want to know? What's your number one moment of the season? Yes. So I highly, highly, highly doubt that anybody who actually knows me is going to be surprised by this. But um, I won't even beat around the bush. My number one moment is ct and casey winning um this is now ct's fifth championship word that is your number one yeah yeah are you shocked? really i am like i totally thought it was going to be like Corey lay or something i wouldn't wow. do that to josh <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't want josh coming for me like he comes for you i'm sorry i'm sorry to interrupt please let me give you back your moment in the sun let's talk about <laughs> ct baby yeah um so ct wins again you know this is his now his fifth championship in the challenge um bless you it's his fourth championship in the last 10 seasons back to back at 40 and 41 years old and also like casey casey won 
with him, obviously. She's the only person to ever win Big Brother and The Challenge, which are two of the biggest like reality competition shows out there, aside from maybe like Survivor. Um, so, you know, obviously we're just going to be waiting to see if Casey goes and plays and wins at Survivor next too. Dancing um, with the stars. <laughs> that's Mace different Rice. though. That's not, I mean, yeah, like yeah. living together long-term because that to me that adds to being able to make it through the time and, and make it to the final and win, you know the what I mean? Like aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. And just literally just having to live in a house with 29 other fucking people and deal with their bullshit. Yep. I, like I commend people just for doing that part right there because I don't people at all, like as little as I can literally. Um, so I definitely commend people who, who can do that because I, would not be able to even l- walk into that house. I would just get anxiety just thinking about it. But anyway, so CT and Casey win fifth championship for CT, fourth in the last 10, 10 seasons, second back-to-back at 40 and 41 years old. Casey wins, you know, one BB a couple of seasons ago, wins the challenge this season. She's been on three seasons of the challenge. She's gone to the final all fucking three seasons. Like she had a good shot last year. Obviously, we all know that she got hurt um, and and she did her best to kind of like mitigate that while running this final. But it is just to me like this is this is probably one of my favorite wins of CTs just because of the amount of people who doubted him walking into this season, obviously before we saw what he looked like because of where he's kind of been sitting the last few seasons. And I don't know. It's just definitely for me, the top fucking moment of the season was just seeing him win again. So I'm, I'm going to throw this in here. Um, one absolutely makes sense that not only is it your number one but it should be pretty much everyone's number one moment because it's the whole reason you watch the whole fucking show is to see who's going to win the final yeah um, right unless you unless you hate ct then yeah it was probably yeah. one of your favorite moments of this season secondly <laughs> i'm going to go ahead and bring back my skip bayless take on this one and i'm probably going to get some heat from some people in the group but i just want to point out to the fact that fessy partners with Casey in a final and leads her to two knee surgeries. CG <laughs> partners with Casey in a final and leads her to f- fucking $500,000. So just putting Impressive. that out there. And, also, I just not, and, he, he really didn't. He actually only led her to $400,000 because they decided to give a hundred thousand to second place and a hundred thousand. Well, third place. he led her to 500. They made the decision <laughs> after that. And but, my, and my last scene is, is, and just as impressive to me as what you mentioned, the back-to-back wins yeah, is the fact that if you look at it, he's won three out of the last four. And if it isn't yep. for a fluke fucking elimination against Jay, he has a possibility of maybe getting to the final total madness. Who knows? That's a lot of hypotheticals. That's a big hypothetical because he was out of, he was out of shape really bad well, that he, season. He was out of shape. War the he was in shape. a bad place. Too. I know, but, yeah. but that one, they mentally were, he wasn't right. I yeah. think that season, but that one, they were climbing a fucking mountain in high altitude. Mm-hmm. He would have struggled with that a hell of a lot, lot harder Probably than he right. struggled with war of the world. But the fact that he went three out of four to me, is impressive. super impressive especially at this stage in his career you yeah. know what i mean so, absolutely yeah absolutely and super that's, impressive that's the, all i got the money split was just an absolute class fucking act by both of them they're the only people in challenge history who have gotten this opportunity as first place winners to actually split the money second and third place have always you know split the money obviously in final reckoning and in uh 
Rivals 3. Um, but this is the first time we've seen first place actually split the money. Yeah. Um, once again, proven that CT is better than Bananas. Facts. Yeah, I mean, look, I we we've gone back and forth and this might be an upcoming episode that we do on the round table with it uh, will be with the uh off season at hand is arguing who's the goat and you know so we might have that debate in the future but i think i think you can make a very 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 strong argument for ct being the goat for things he's done especially these last few years like i said winning three out of four having five total wins just it's, yeah it, it's it, impressive and when you factor in yeah. like you said you factor in his age you factor in you know his current life situation you know he's got and a kid at home, just everything yeah and it's not even a question and it's like you know and people keep oh well he didn't go into elimination he didn't do he skated he slot okay well <laughs> that just further proves how good his gameplay was all season because all of he somehow convinced all of these guys to let him go to the end What's the point like, of the game not is, to get eliminated? That's the game. When we had the skulls and everybody was forced to go into elimination, all the fans lost their damn shit. This is stupid. This is dumb. I hate the skulls. Why do we need skulls? You shouldn't have to have a skull. The whole pre- the whole premise of the original show is that you want to avoid elimination, right? But when CT does it, then the fans lose their shit. And they're not okay with it. It just, it just, it's so weird. You know, it's, it's so weird to me, but yeah, he manages to avoid elimination again, makes it all the way through the season and fucking wins. Like I just, he's just, it's, I just don't, I don't understand how people can look at him and, and not be impressed by the things that he's accomplished in these last, like you said, even just the last four seasons. Right. And you know, no matter what's thrown at him, he's going to make it to the final. Like, yeah. you, you make him go down there and earn his skull. He, he earned his skull. When, too. when he doesn't have to earn his spot, he still goes down there at once. So Exactly. Yeah. No, I agree. So What are you going to do next time he's there to try and stop him and watch him walk away with another W? And that's that's what I'm curious to see. I know that he uh, told he didn't he did an interview with Entertainment Weekly and talked about how he's going to take a little time off to spend with his son, spend with his wife, um, which we're, you know, totally supportive of, um, you know, enjoy that. We hope CJ enjoys all the ice cream he could possibly handle. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I do hope that he does come back and he's going to he will he he can't it's like he said he he can't leave he always tells himself and tells us that he's gonna leave and then he gets away for a little bit and then like he said in his confessional he gets that call from tj and he realizes that he misses it a little bit and you know so we will definitely see ct again and i'm curious to see how the rest of the house treats it you know if they are they're going to learn their lesson that ct's age does not fucking matter. It is not part of this equation. So here's my thing. Other than that, he's been better the older he gets somehow. Sorry, I just had to add that in. No, it's it's good. So here's my thing is CT is going to take this year off, right? But he's just taking this year off from the challenge. He's not taking this year off from working because oh. we already know that he's, uh, you know, he's doing movies now. He's, you know, doing all that. And part of being in movies is maintaining a certain type of body, right? Yep. So he's going to be even more about being in the gym and being in shape and, you know, 
you give him time to rest now and come back in a season or two, you know, he's not going to change. He's still going to be dominant and he still has that fear factor. I mean, look, I think CT, as much as he plays it off, and I've said this before, he knows exactly how many daily wins he has. He knows his record in eliminations, and he knows how many finals he's been to and how many finals he's won and how many Bananas has won. Yep. And he is going to want to take that number, just like Bananas is very much aware of how close CT is to getting to that number seven, and he wants to come back to get an eighth. So I'm for it. You know what? Let him take a season off. Let him come back. Let's let's keep this party going, though. I'm here for it. I'm totally here for it. Definitely. So um, before we close out, though, guys, um, you know, that wraps up our top three. And we're going to go over a few other things, too, before we let you guys go. Uh, but one thing I want to mention, which was my number one thing that's happened uh, throughout our trash talk roundtable sessions this season and also uh, challenge fandom unplugged uh, episodes that we've done, which is me consistently bringing up season 40s best of the best where they cast nothing but people that have been to previous finals for a season 40 blowout MTV. If you're listening to me fucking do this, it's already being talked about on Reddit. We've talked to every single cast member about this. You guys need to do this. Give us fans what we want. The best of the best. I was going to say, I did not read that on Reddit. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to keep talking about this until it trends somewhere. You know what I mean? All right. Oh my God. It, it's, it's funny that you bring up, bring this up because I was actually going to be like, all right, well, we talked about the season, what our number one moments are. And, you know, it's just like with our round tables and the challengers unplugged, it's like, all right, well, with our recaps and whatnot, dude, Marlon, having him get involved and being able to talk with him and get a little bit more insight to um, his real-world Portland experience was definitely top-notch for me. Uh, I'm, I, I'm glad I was able to, to be a part of that and talk to him, and he's just he – is, he's a great guy. He's – dude, there's, he's just awesome. And Agreed. The uh, the other moment that I that I have that was brought to us by the um, podcast as well is our interaction with Tori and my my daughter getting a uh, a Christmas present from her with a you know same with your kids is the autographed book and dude it's just so touching and it's not something that you hear on the podcast but it did bring me to tears so. Do you have a do you have a favorite theme um, so far the podcast? Yeah, I guess we'll just do this now. I was gonna actually do this for an episode. Um, but oh well shit. I'd <laughs> say that um my favorite moment probably would be just the fact that we were blessed enough to open our podcast with Devin fucking Walker. And again, Amen. I just wanna say thank you to Devin because he was incredibly responsive immediately he was super down for it i sent him one quick little video and a little kind of snippet of what our plan was um and kind of the vibe we were going for and he was down for it immediately um and ever since then he's been incredibly supportive with everything that we do so i just want to take a second to say thank you to devin for you know, uh, being our first guest without even knowing what our podcast would become or wouldn't become, um, without really knowing much about us. It it was just, it was really fucking cool that he was willing to do that. 
And for us being as big a fans of Devin as we are, I think that that was the perfect way for us to open our podcast. And so that is definitely my top moment from, uh, you know, our first season here on the podcast. So I just want to echo what you guys have both said to be able to sit here with you guys every week and be able to talk about a show that we'd all love so much and kind of just banter back and forth and laugh and have a good time. And the fact that some people actually like listening to us talk about it, (laughs) like I'm so incredibly thankful for that. And you know what? And I know you guys had specific shout outs, but Shout out to Devin, to Huey, to Priscilla, to Marlon, yes. Tori, Anissa, Anissa, oh my Polly, you know, and to the guests that we have coming up soon. We've and, got and an it, interview tomorrow oh, with yeah. somebody who is, is going to be so much fun. Yeah, look, I'm just, I'm just so thankful. We're so blessed to be in this situation, and and you know what? I couldn't ask for two better people to, to be doing this with. And and that's what I'm truly happy about for 2022 is that we're going to be able to keep this rolling. So moving forward through the off season, um, first of all, I just want to give you guys some really, really good news uh, for a while here. In case you guys haven't noticed, we haven't really had any of the all-stars or OG players on there's a little bit of a protocol you have to go through and you have to get approved in order to talk to some of these all-stars. We have been trying to get approved for a little over a month and we have finally gotten approval. So we are going to be bringing you guys lots of all-stars over the next few weeks, especially while we're in off season here um, and bringing in this 2022 year. So we're going to have a lot of all-stars coming at you guys. So make sure you, you keep an eye out for those. We're also going to continue our weekly discussions, um, but instead of recaps, since the season is obviously over, we're going to be having different discussion topics. We've got some already lined up, um, but we'll also be taking suggestions and taking polls and stuff in our groups on Facebook, as well as on our Instagram, like stories and stuff. So if you guys are not following us or you're not in our groups, make sure you come find us. Um, on Facebook, you can find us under either Challenge Trash Talk or the Challenge Fandom. Both of those groups we own and we admin. So uh, you'll find all of our information. We'll be running our polls there. And then on Instagram, we are the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Um, so just come find us. Make sure you're following us. Make sure you participate. We want to know what you guys want to hear us discuss and debate. Uh, We've got a lot of fun things coming up. We've got guests that we're going to be having on. Um, We're going to be having multiple different discussions, uh, some of them light, some of them a little bit heavier. Um, But we are just really, really excited to bring you guys some some good content through this offseason until we start getting rolling back into season 38. So make sure you guys stay tuned. Just because it's offseason for the challenge does not mean that it's offseason for the Challenge Fandom Podcast. Amen. And you know what? With Karina saying that she we don't want to go into too many specifics, but we've got some things planned out with some collaborations with other podcasts that we're really excited about. Um, We've got God, just the guests that we're starting to get lined up for the next couple of weeks is it's yeah. it's a fire lineup. And, and you know what? Palace, you know. So with that being said, um, <laughs> you know, I don't really have too much else to go over tonight. I don't want to I don't want to spill into too much of what's going to be happening here Me in the neither. next couple of weeks. We got to um, keep some secret. Yeah, we got to keep it a little bit low key. <laughs> but guys, we are so excited. And we once again, you know, from Josh. Karina, myself, we are so thankful that 
you allow us to uh, take up part of your time in the day or evening and you listen to us ramble about the challenge <laughs> really does mean the world to us. And uh, we thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts and chime in, whether it's on Instagram, Twitter, uh, send us a DM, you know, come join the Facebook groups, you know, uh, you know, and participate. Let us know what you want to hear, because at the end of the day, we would do this regardless, but we want to give you guys what you want to hear too at the same time. So uh, <laughs> make sure you let us know. And uh, we look forward to uh, bringing you guys some fire episodes soon. With that being said, Josh, you got anything? No, I was just going to echo what you said. You know, your feedback is welcome, whether we take it or not, you know, <laughs> no promises. I mean, no what? promises, but we'll definitely take it into consideration because we do yeah. want to listen to the fans. We do want to give you what you want. We also want to give you what, what we want. So, you it know, it's a little bit of both. It yeah, is. And that, and that goes for, you know, <laughs> that goes for, um, you know, discussion topics that goes for challengers that you guys might want to hear from. You know, we we obviously like who we like. Um, but we are open to meeting and talking to literally any of them. We want to give you guys the content that you want. And so if there's a specific challenger you want to hear from, freaking challenge us, send us their, their name. And, and you know what? Challenge us to get them and we will do our damnness to do it. Yo, real talk. We've been CT if you hear this ever. Yeah. What's up, though? What up, though? <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, we're trying our hardest to get every single person that's ever been on the challenge for the most part. Um, but with that being said, you know, certain people are <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, you got like number ones on our list and I'm just like, all right, well, one person who's on top of my list, you know, is, is already like, hey, you know, right now. Exactly. And my that's hands are tied. I got too much going on, but I will in the future. Exactly. And yeah. I can't wait for that one when that I does so happen. Excited. I'm so excited. There was another one in my inbox the other day. Yeah. Who yeah. said something very similar? Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you remember? I, I I'm sorry, don't don't pay attention to me. Um It was I, a female. Right. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, and then we've got another champ that we've got, you know, pending, getting yes. ready to come up. Hopefully we're looking at towards the end of this month, having her on board, which I'm looking really forward to talking to. We've got a lot of fun people lined up, guys. Seriously, it's not even it's not even a joke. The holidays are over. We had to take a little break. We all got kids. We all got families. Yeah. But we are back. We're ready for 2022. And we have a lot of fire interviews, a lot of fire discussions. And yeah, it's. It's going to be spoiler warning too. They might not all be from the challenge. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> from other TV shows, maybe even podcasts. I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out, dude. We don't know what we're doing. We're just out here. They we're branching out. out. Yeah, they shouldn't even allow people like us to have a podcast. We're just they, out here they, fucking they really freestyling. Shouldn't. Yeah. We're just making a fool of ourselves. You never know. Next episode, we might be talking about ayahuasca. Tune in to find out. <laughs> right. You know, next next episode, you know, you guys may not have taken notes, and I did. You, right? know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Fuck, it could happen. It could happen. So, <laughs> so guys, with that being said... I don't think we really got too much else to talk about tonight. No. Um, no. For myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, the lovely, not looking like shit, Josh motherfucking <laughs> Chambers. He looks like a fucking supermodel even when he's sick. 
guys, I'll send you out his uh, photo so you can verify that. But the the squinty sick look, it's awesome. You know what? You know what the great thing about being sick is? Sometimes you lose a little bit of weight. At least that's for me. Like I'll drop like five pounds when I get sick. I'm like, ooh, look who's felt today. Oh right. I dropped it from here to my ass. So you know, it didn't yeah. really go anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much water you lose, right? Anyways, that's going into a whole other subject. Guys, before we go off the deep end, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, once again, from all of us to you, we wish you guys nothing but the best in 2022. Uh, but more than anything, we wish that you tune in next week. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. See ya. Bye.